We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're talking more rookie wide receivers in context on Roto-Viz Radio. What's up, Roto-Viz? Welcome into the Rotoviz Fantasy Football Show. I'm Dave Cabin, joined by Curtis Patrick. We're two of the owners here at Rotoviz on what is just a momentous night here, Curtis. You must be flying high. How are we doing? I'm doing great, man, uh, for multiple reasons. So, first off, uh, I just poured a Kentucky spirit. Uh, New frontiers for us tonight, right? We're we're trying some live streaming along with podcasts. It's going to be the same thing you get from the podcast, but you can see our beautiful faces. And we're going to try to show you uh, some more of the behind the scenes with the Rotoviz tools, a little bit of our uh, research process, and you know, just give another element uh, to everything you've already been listening to. But in addition to that, <laughs> the twenty twenty two. Rotoviz Fantasy Football Rookie Draft Guide Volume One dropped tonight. It's in the inboxes. Uh, this was a lot of work, you know, by the team. You know, myself, you, Sean Siegel, Blair Andrews, Travis May. Really a collective effort, and and others even involved because of the Devi rankings that that we do all year uh, that help inform the front end of the process. So it is nice to have that done. We can spend the next month talking about it until. Uh, you know, the combine occurs and we get, you know, that knack, uh, that next set of data uh, to kind of update the rankings, Dave. Yeah, man, really excited to have that out there to people to take a look at that beautiful finished product. I mean, this thing is clean this year. Looks great. Analysis will be just as good as it looks, Curtis. So I'm, I'm eager to dig into that. Glad to be here uh, broadcasting now in two different methods and to be talking some football with you. So if you are ready, Curtis, why don't we get into what I have prepared for today's episode? You ready for that? Let's do it. All right. So if you have been listening maybe the last week or two, you've probably heard some of these episodes where we've utilized the Rotoviz screener to add some historical context to a player's rookie year in this case, get a better sense of the type of players that they match with given that rookie season, 
um, some of their rankings. And then we use that to kind of assess just how good or bad of a rookie campaign that player had. Today, we are going to start with two prospects that were highly touted coming out of school. One was a little more, you know, divisive than the other. Jamar Chase, Devonta Smith. I think everybody knows how ridiculous Smith was, or excuse me, Chase was this year. Um, you know, only Odell Beckham Jr. had more points per game, Curtis, in his rookie year than uh, Jamar Chase put up this, you know, his rookie season, which is just ridiculous. Um I can't imagine that there's many people out there that would push back against the fact that he is truly elite and one of the, you know, players positioned to kind of be a perennial powerhouse in fantasy circles. But let's just take a look at some of the numbers. So before we get into the screener, which in the screener, what I'm doing is looking at just players that are wide receivers in their year one season and from there grabbing some of the key wide receiver stats. But before we get into that, Jamar Chase here, uh, let's just review kind of the progression of the season. So Cincinnati opened the the year against Minnesota. Chase puts up 21 points, follows that with 13.4 against Chicago, has his first wide receiver one performance of his career in week three with 22.5. Then interestingly, has a stretch Curtis where sandwiched in between his um, wide receiver one performances in which he put up 22.5, 27.9, and 34.1. Had a couple of games all right around that 13-point mark. Then in the back half of the season, put up 25.3 against San Francisco and 55.6 against Kansas City in week 17. To finish as a wide receiver one in 29% of weeks, wide receiver 12 in 12% of weeks, and a wide receiver three or worse in 59% of weeks. Now, that's actually kind of interesting because we do have that 55.6 really boosting up that per game average, which I think is something people would present, (laughs) right? As a negative. Uh, I think it might be surprising to see. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it definitely will. I mean, that's like, you know, three or four weeks, depending on the wide receiver sandwiched into one. Um, and I think people oh, might be surprised to actually reflect and see that he was a wide receiver one only 29% of the time. You know, when you're looking at a player that finished as the wide receiver five in total PPR, wide receiver five in PPR per game, was really efficient though, Curtis. Uh, ranks fourth among wide receivers in fantasy points over expectation per game. Of course, you know, scoring a lot of touchdowns in which he ranks third among wide receivers will help with that. He was fourth in receiving yards, just 18th in targets, ninth in air yards, 15 in Whopper, 28 in racer, uh, 26 in expected points per game. So as I said, he was really efficient. Uh, And of course, a couple of big blow up spots, notably that 55.6 point performance. Uh, Last week, we looked at Jalen Waddell and he had an absolutely insane list of players that he comps to in the screener based upon receptions, targets, yards, touchdowns, uh, percentage deep, receiving expected points and PPR per game. Uh, so yeah. Chase, closest matches, OBJ, Anquan Bolden, Marcus Colston, Michael Thomas, Mike Evans, Julio Jones, Justin Jefferson, Jalen Waddle, Kelvin Benjamin, 
Eddie Royal, Mike Williams, Adrian Arrington, Charles Rogers, Brandon Ayuk, AJ Green, Keenan Allen, Amari Cooper, Michael Clayton, and Roy Williams. That is uh, an extremely impressive group of players. Likely, uh, you know, might be one of the most impressive groupings that you could possibly put together. Uh, you know, naturally, Chase crushed it this year. That shouldn't be that surprising. Um, any thoughts just on how ridiculous some of that that is right there? I mean, I guess the only thing I would layer onto it is the surrounding cast for Jamar Chase. I mean, you know, Burrow's first contract, you know, there's no, there's no worries there. He's got T Higgins. Now they have all the skill players in place and they can invest in the line, which is, you know, anyone who's watched the Bengals uh, a lot this playoff season and missed their regular season exploits. Uh, it's very clear that they have some investment to do there. I, I think this team's just going to get better, man. They're just going to get better. Um, it, it is very unique that Burrow and Chase, you know, have the situation they have where they had all that chemistry before, you know, entering the NFL together. Um, and so, you know, that's really kind of accelerated things. You know, they're, they're, they're basically like in year three of playing, not basically they are in year three of playing with one another, uh, which I think is very helpful, but they can really do some historic things. Um, I, and I think this offense is set up better in every way than when Odell Beckham Jr. had his breakout uh, in, in 2014 um, so famously. I mean, Burrow is better than Eli Manning. The surrounding cast of skill players um, around Jamar Chase is better than what was around Odell Beckham Jr. So, you know, provided good health, I expect even better things. We've got a 17-game regular season now. He's got a chance to obliterate some records you know, in just the counting stats and uh, not even the per game, you know, rate type of stuff. But I just don't know how you're going to solve this Bengals defense. The, the only, the only thing I think uh, worth noting around chase, you know, for like year two. So we're not obviously yep. talking dynasty. It's indisputable that he's a true blue chip, you know, dynasty diamond. No one will argue that three first round picks minimum for a player like this um, consensus top two wide receiver. But in redraft, I think there's going to be some of those years where, you know, do he and T Higgins kind of converge on one another, you know, more in like the lower end wide receiver one range than one of them being at the tippy top. Um, Cause I mean, we've seen it happen twice in the playoffs already where teams have just said, Nope, we're just not, <laughs> we're not going to let chase rack up all this yak and just completely dominate everything. Um, and, and Burrow and Higgins have said, fine, like we'll just run 15 and 20 yard ends all day. And, uh, and, you know, just, you know, death by a thousand paper cuts that way. So, um, great situation for all of the Bengals, but I mean, what can you say about chase? He's, he's been just as legendary as a rookie as he was, um, you know, as an underclassman at LSU. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, honestly, it, it, he's made a big impact on this young team making their way to the Super Bowl, which we haven't even talked about yet, right? On the show, I guess we have to mention that. That should stand for something. This team feels to me like a situation that, in comparison to OBJ, as you mentioned, feels a lot more sustainable. You know, obviously, you're going to have questions yeah. with a lot of these teams, but the success in the first year, not just for him, but for the team, is really something that uh, is very impressive to me. So, you know, you just can't say enough things about how excited people should be about Chase. As you noted, at least uh, three firsts for Chase. Of course, if people go to the site and they check out the rankings, 
you will see our valuation on Chase in terms of how many picks we perceive that he should be. You can look at the other players and really get a sense of how bullish we might be on him or, or bearish on other wide receivers. So it might be a little bit more interesting now to shift our direction over to uh, Devonta Smith, a player that you uh, made a pretty good case for last year when people were questioning the impact that he might be able to have of, you know, in relation to his size. Now, mm. I do think that uh, the situation in Philadelphia this year didn't lend itself as nicely as some might have hoped to him having success. Started off, though, with a really nice game, 19.1 points against the Falcons in week one. Scoring kind of slowed, 3.6 against San Francisco, 5.8 against Dallas. Jumps up to his first wide receiver one performance in week four uh, with nearly 20 points against the Chiefs. Then had a wide receiver two point, uh, wide receiver two performance, 16.7 against the Panthers. Couple of low weeks, then sandwiched in weeks nine and 10, but back to back 22.6 performances. Those were his last wide receiver one performances of the season. Finished with just one other game uh, between weeks 11 and 18, in which he was a wide receiver two or better. And that was 19 points against the Giants. So 18% of his rookie season games were wide receiver one performances, 18% were wide receiver two leaving around 65% of his games as a wide receiver three or worse. Did rank 30th in targets, 34 in receptions, 26 in receiving yards, 30 in total touchdowns, 16th in air yards, 19 in whopper. Struggled with uh, converting those air yards, though was 82 in racer, 30 in total PPR, 42 in PPR per game, 46 in uh, EP per game, and was you know, average efficiency at 66 in fantasy points over expectation per game. Now, so let's, let's pause there use for the a same second parameters. Yeah. All right. Yep. Yeah. I want to, I want to pause. I want to pause there for a second because I, I don't think that, w- that we want to lose this. Um, this was Jalen yep. Hurts' first full season as a starter. Um, there was not really a complimentary wide receiver to Devonte Smith, a uh, player that I was a, a big fan of coming out of Jalen Rager, just not happening. It's just not happening. And the team whiffed the year before JJ Ortega Whiteside, uh, Zach Ertz moves on uh, Dallas Goddard, really the only other, you know, notable weapon there. So, you know, the conversion factor, you know, I, I didn't watch every Eagle snap this, this season. So I don't know if, if we had some off-target passes, if we had other reasons that they weren't converted, you know, was he was he getting doubled or, or bracketed? But conversion is something that can improve with experience and reps. And when I see twelve air yards per target, or a, a ranking of wide receiver twelve rather in air yards per target with fourteen point one actual air yards per target, I mean that's a great baseline as a rookie. Um, you know that is a valuable role. You know, top twenty-four in team target percentage targeted down the field. Um, I, I mean, geez, if there's just a modest improvement in the connection between he and Hertz and, you know, perhaps the the team adds a little help in the off season. I mean, Smith could take a, a step forward that would either smooth out his production week to week, which, you know, as you noted, you know, was pretty spiky. Um, you know, it is for wide receivers anyway, but it was especially spiky for him. You know, unfortunately it was either, uh, you were pretty excited or, you know, he kind of hurt you in your starting lineup. That's not what we're really looking for. 
But if we could smooth that out by having a higher conversion factor, or um, if if the if the booms were you know Jamar Chase level booms, and we're getting you know one or two of those fifty point weeks next year, you know he could be a real best ball you know weapon in addition to a redraft weapon. So um, you know, Dave, let's just transition and let's talk about you know how he kind of fits historically with your work in the screener. Yeah. So. Um, again, same parameters that we would have used when we were talking about Chase. Closest match is Aaron Dobson's 2013 season, which I will admit I don't really remember too much about. You have DK Metcalf in there, Preston Williams, <laughs> Percy Harvin, uh, Stefan Diggs, Devontae Parker, Des Bryant, Torrey Smith, Elijah Moore, Cooper Cup, T. Higgins, Sammy Watkins, Calvin Johnson, Austin Colley, Jeremy Macklin, T.Y. Hilton, Chase Claypool, Akeem Nix, and Sterling Shepard. So I have to note this here, right? Because we've talked mm. about Waddle and Chase. They were the last two wide receivers we talked about. The list of comps that they generated are like generational lists. You're not going to see things like that very often, mm. you know, if at all in the next like five, six, maybe even seven years. We'll see. You know, maybe I'm getting a little overzealous with that statement, but the point is that type of list that I just read down is really, really strong. When you see names like Calvin Johnson, now maybe Calvin Johnson isn't a good comp for him in many facets, but when you just look at the type of production that they had in their rookie year, it works. But like seeing guys like him, T. Higgins, Metcalf, Percy Harvin, Diggs, Des Bryant, you know, even guys like Macklin and Colley and Hilton, that is a really, really impressive group of players. So I just want people to understand just how impressive that is, because given the last two players we looked at, you could be, you, you know, misled um, at just how strong this is. So I think for Smith, there's some things that people on the surface could look at here and worry about, but you need to take a step back and just appreciate that this actually overall was a successful rookie campaign. Do you disagree with that? We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No, I think it was great, man. Um, 
I, I think he basically accomplished everything uh, that that we could have hoped for in the situation. You know, he's playing with a relatively inexperienced quarterback. You know, one that everyone was pretty much on the same page with around needing to develop as a passer. He was super accurate in college. Um, you know, it's one of the reasons why we thought he had some upside beyond his rushing ability. But you know, the rink, the Lincoln Riley system, kind of that air raid system. Um, lots of mesh concepts, quick outs, uh, getting the ball out quickly, not necessarily what the Eagles had in mind, uh, or the, you know, the, the player bank that they have to, to withdraw from right now. Um, and so it's, it's a work in progress. So when other teams knew that, you know, Smith is really the only perimeter weapon on Philadelphia in 2021 for him to still produce this way, I mean, and have basically what a 90% positive list of, of, uh, rookie year comps. I mean, you read through like 20 names. The only ones I'm not really actually excited about would be Preston Williams, D.D. Westbrook, and Aaron Dobson. Everyone else on there, I'm pretty excited yep. about um, because it means Devontae Smith is at worst going to give us, you know, a handful of wide receiver two seasons, um, which makes him a hit. You know, it makes him a hit from a rookie da- draft perspective. Uh, you know, it means he's not a bust from, from a dynasty uh, startup perspective. But the high end on there, it's pretty high end. Uh, to your point, I don't think he's Calvin Johnson, but I mean, I think he could be Calvin Ridley. Uh, I don't think there's any reason. And, you know, another player with a slight build, um, you know, the, the difference is Ridley comes into the league and has Julio Jones um, to take away uh, attention. And so, you know, what are the Eagles going to do there to make things a, a little bit better? But they're going to have some uh, dollars to spend in free agency. You know, they have three early first round picks uh, to spend. So it's going to be it's going to be really uh, fascinating to see what Devontae Smith can do in year two. And, and can he take that step towards being an actual uh, fantasy wide receiver one and not just, a, you know, uh, incumbent team wide receiver one from NFL purposes? Yeah. And I think that you, you made a good point, too, when you were talking about the connection between Smith and Hertz and how, you know, it's encouraging to see the air yards be there. And if we could have some, you know, yeah. element of, of them clicking more on actually converting those. So just for a perspective of, of how Hertz was in general, um, among passers that attempted more than 400 passes, he came in at 18th with his air yard conversion percentage of around 48, which is the guys around him. You had Aaron Rodgers at 49, Jared Goff at 48. Uh, Mahomes and Mayfield were around 46. So that's kind of where he falls into. Um, now we'd have to do some exploration to see, you know, how sticky these things might be year over year. Um, but if you look at other advanced metrics with, with Hertz as a passer, you know, didn't finish quite as we looked at it earlier on in the season. He was doing really well for stretch finishes more towards the middle of the pack in most things. But I think that the numbers do support that, you know, he can play quarterback in the NFL. Uh, he's going to continue to do that. Maybe there's some steps they can take and we kind of refine things in this offense. So I agree, you know, things could improve for Smith, solid group of players to have after the first year. I guess the only thing that we need to do now is that we've established, we like the rookie season more encouraged is kind of put it in a little bit more of a context. So p- should people be, for lack of a way to qualify this with numbers, right? We'll use some adjectives. Should people be very excited, excited, somewhat excited, or not really excited about Smith? I, I mean, I, I, like you gave me a lot of options, but I'm not sure that I even really like any of them. I mean, I just think that okay. you should be, you should be 
what he returned based off of whatever you invested, I think is a fair return on investment. I think he's, he's been, he, he proved that he is as advertised, nothing more, nothing less. Um, and so uh, in, in year two, I'm looking for him to, to basically produce as a more dependable, uh, I think realistically in that offense, low to mid, low end to mid wide receiver two for fantasy purposes. Now, if he can't take that leap in year two by, you know, converting, you know, a little bit more of that downfield uh, passing attack, even as the team invests in other wide receivers, then he's going to basically fall into the the big mess that is, you know, wide receiver three through wide receiver five in dynasty. I mean, all these guys are basically interchangeable. They're also basically interchangeable in best ball. The only, you know, real change uh, or, or additional value that any of those guys provides is in is in week to week consistency from redraft purposes, so that you're not necessarily feeling like you got to stream, you know, that last flex spot or that last wide receiver spot. So that, that's really the only difference between any of the wide receiver threes to fives. Um, and uh, you know, I think if you invested, you know, mid to early rookie draft capital and Devonte Smith and the single QB league in, in particular last season, you're hoping for something more than that. You mean you want more than a wide receiver three, but um, he, I, I think it's very clear. He's not going to bust. Yeah. Like I don't think anybody looks at him and says, well, this is not a usable player or, you know, we should have seen this coming from his profile because he's so slight and it didn't transition. He's, he's been fine. He's totally been fine. He's beat some defenses. Yep. Not going to get any argument for me on that. Hey, but before we close down, going to do a quick little segment here that you don't even got know the drop i didn't even tell you to check i i've got my note i have my note i gotta tell dave to check the bank <laughs> all right so uh every episode I, no, so he doesn't play like some toilet flushing sound right. uh on so, one of my hot takes that was an intentional <laughs> one there i have now flipped oh, the no. bank back so i'm ready for the end of it there you but, go that's my yeah. one second or less drop so i i just need some real quick responses from you here um Favorite article in the guide or, or most interesting one from volume one from the rookie draft guide that we just published. Oh man. Um, I feel like I have to say, am I a bad podcast partner? If I don't say your articles, Dave, um, I, they're all so unique. No, man. no, my, uh, my articles, also- not the, no, 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 my, mine's not the best and they're the most interesting. I'm sure of that. So, so give it, give it where it's due. I, th- I think they all, honestly, it's a cop-out answer. And I know you want a quick one. The quick one's going to be that they're all great. I mean, it's 28, it's 28 pages of, of goodness. Um, and all of us, all of us played a different role in this thing. It's why I'm so excited about it, man. I, I I've kind of built my personal brand on practical application. How do you take this information and actually use it to win your leagues? Um, and so that's what I've done. Um, you know, I ran a, a, our team through some exercises to create analyst ADP um, get our rankings and tiers together and give my thoughts on what that actually means and how you should spend your rookie picks, what they might be worth this year versus other years. Uh, Dave, I love your breakaway rush score uh, and your quarterback research. You know, Blair giving us some uh, another look at at running backs. Sean, obviously, you know, he's our wide receiver guru. Uh, and I, I think you're going to, for, for long-term fans of Sean's work, you know, with breakout age and and dominator rating, you know, we have to admit, uh, as as any data site should, and, and as any film site should, this is this is not the most complete data we've ever had on a on a draft class. I mean, we had we had some opt outs from you know some reasonably important prospects, and then we missed half of the twenty twenty season for most players. 
And so, you know, historical uh, comparative analysis is very difficult. And there's a lot of adjusting. You can do some things per game, but then you didn't have the same level of competition and different conferences handled things differently. And so all of that is different. And so I think this year more than ever, it's really important to get uh, broad input from ac- across the industry, but especially from our team, because we have, we have a really good mix. Again, uh, I'm the practical application. We have multiple guys that are just fantastic researchers and can convey uh, why the research is important and why they think it's actionable uh, so that I can, so that I can actually uh, preach that gospel. And then Travis even um, is, is a little bit more uh, in tune with the film side of things. And, and of course he's creating metrics too, uh, like his API for wide receivers. But um, you know, Travis watches more college football than anybody I know. Uh, so it just all works together, man. Um, that wasn't one second. It was probably three minutes, but I, I've, I've spent the last week and a half just, you know, pouring over every word from the entire team. And I, it was a labor of love for all of us. And we're just excited for everybody to see it. Yes. All right. So I'm only going to ask you one more question now, seeing as my one second or less. It got, <laughs> but I, I knew that was going to happen. So that's fine. Um, give us one name of a player that perhaps before you saw some of this research coming together, uh, you know, you hadn't mm. really spent too much time in your mind, kind of like daydreaming about getting him on a roster. Who might that, who might that guy be now that that's kind of changed for you? It it always ends up being these round three picks every year. I find myself getting super interested in the top of round three. So I can just be like around early yep. on the guys that I really want in that range. And uh, one name from a smaller school that has really been popping for me at the wide receiver position is Sky Moore. Mm. Um, you can you can pull the guide uh, to find out why. Um, definitely, but yeah, I, I'm pretty excited about Sky Moore as an early value. Uh, Dave, same question back to you, man. Oof, that's a great one. Um, you know, I guess he wasn't ready. <laughs> no, I wasn't ready just because uh, there are so many of those names. Um, and I'm trying to think yeah. of, I, yeah. I see what I, I'm doing is I'm searching in my mind for the player that I, I know in w- a couple of the mocks that we did that I took like three times back to back. And I can't recall yeah. who, <laughs> I can't recall who that uh-huh. was. Um, so this is a terrible, terrible answer, but I will say, oh my gosh. Um, if you have not checked out, uh, some Cincinnati this year, right? Mm. They're running back. Um, Jerome Ford, Jerome Ford, Jerome Ford. Right. Thank you. I got you. Um, I find the profile really, really interesting. Also in my uneducated football opinion, watching, you know, of watching film, right. From what I've seen, I find very exciting. He was a player that I, I spent some time taking in some of these mocks kind of later on. Um, and I felt pretty good about getting him there. So he's a player that I think, you know, some people might be intrigued after they see that profile and start taking a, taking a closer look at. Yeah, it, we all we all kind of found our way uh, into those guys. You know, I, this is just what's. This is what's so exciting, man. So, you know, we'll, we'll give a little thumb through here. We got the we got the trail on. You're on the cover, uh, just an absolute monster. You're going to be really excited about this player. Uh, there's a, there's a lot of a lot of stuff out there saying this class isn't going to you know provide the goods. Um, that's debatable. There's going to be some hits out of this class for sure. I think this this monster is going to be one of them. But uh, just to give you an idea, you know we've got our rankings and tiers. You know we got some fun stats in here. We've got practical application for every 
uh, type of league. And then I, this was what I was referring to earlier is these, these exercises where, you know, we kind of created some analyst ADP. Uh, we did three rapid fire rookie drafts back to back to back out of different draft spots. It was really, really fun. Um, so anyway, uh, check it out. You can go to rotaviz.com right now. Just click on 2022 rookie guide. A couple key things to note for 20 bucks, you get all three volumes. So you get this volume, which is the pre-combine volume. Obviously, uh, we update it with some of the athletic uh, measurements um, from the combine and pro days uh, in March. And so that'll be volume two. And then volume three is obviously, you know, about a week, a couple of days to a week following the NFL draft. So for 20 bucks, you get all three of those volumes. They go straight to your inbox after you paid. Don't have to remember to remind us. Dave's got that all engineered. Or if you just want to take a look uh, at, you know, one volume, you can pick up volume one for 10 bucks. You do get a 15% off coupon or a coupon code, discount code uh, to rotaviz.com, 12 month subscription with your purchase. So that's worth nine bucks. Uh, so if you just buy volume one, it you know, basically costs you a dollar <laughs> uh, if you want to look at it that way uh, or all three volumes for 11 bucks, um, you know, providing a lot of value here on top of the analysis, Dave. Yeah, for sure. So we will be back here uh, with you folks on Wednesday morning. Currently, I'm a little fluid on what that show sheet is going to look like. So Curtis and I... <laughs> <laughs> that's a, Might, that's all right. uh, it's hey we're gonna have to remember multiple times too now because i mean like this is live monday night but people are listening on tuesday morning on apple podcasts and other places and then we're gonna record tomorrow night and live broadcast but then they'll listen on wednesday morning so like all of the normal days of the week stuff that we talk about we're gonna have to kind of relearn and write ourselves some notes yes well it's a good thing you've got the soundboard note. Um, I might just, <laughs> yeah. Remind, I'm just going to skirt around and give it my best effort. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I will just be avoiding using language that references time, day, or anything of that nature. But I think we're good to close things down. So as always, everybody appreciate you uh, checking in with us. Looking forward to working our way to the Super Bowl and into draft season. Thank you for listening to the Rotoviz Fantasy Football Show. Send us questions at rvffshow at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at DaveCabinFF and at CPatrickNFL. Leave us a voicemail at 978-615-9214 and make sure to rate, review, and subscribe.